0: Hi, thanks for joining me, Clara, on this guided visualization for sleep. Before we begin, please find a place where you feel comfortable. Close your eyes, relax all the muscles in your face, focus on your forehead until it feels free of tension. the tightness to melt away from your eyes. Drop your shoulders as low as possible to relieve any stress from your neck. your upper and lower arms. Then move down to your fingers, relax your chest and fill your lungs with air. release Then move down your legs and finish at your ankles and feet We call this the Ilkwood because not so long ago somebody found a 12 feet wide, well preserved prehistoric antler while exploring the forest. The antlers hung in a prime position on a wall above the fireplace in the local pub for a long time. But now the antlers hang in the hall of the museum in the big city. The antlers didn't actually come from an elk but a giant extinct deer. The largest species of deer ever to exist. Standing about seven feet tall at the shoulder. The Irish elk or deer evolved during the glacial periods. And ranged throughout Europe, North Asia, and Africa. The largest deer that ever lived became extinct because it couldn't survive the suboptic conditions of the last ice age. Experts have determined that the last one in Ireland died about 11,000 years ago. Little remains of the native woodland that once blanketed this landscape during ancient times. But elk wood has endured. It's one of the only forests remaining that's persisted since the last ice age. All the other forests were cleared for farmland and the wood provided material for houses, ships or fuel. In the early morning light, you walk through the village on your way to explore Elkwood. This village is charming and remote. With no stop signs on the narrow street. There's a post office letterbox on the wall outside a grocery shop and a pub called the Red Lion. It's early morning, so no one's around. To reach Oakwood, you must pass through the graveyard on the outskirts of town. Long ago, a monastery stood here. All that remains of it now is a crumbling wall enclosing dozens of gravestones of all shapes and sizes. Many are broken cracked and blotted with fungus and moss, while others are shrouded by ivy or overgrown with nettles and grass. Time has eroded all the names on the stones so the ones not ever grown are impossible to read. And there's a haunting feeling of abandonment here. The trunks of five chestnut trees rise like columns in the middle of the graveyard, forming a natural ceiling with interlocking crowns. leave the cemetery through a rusty iron gate you feel an opening and a new spaciousness in your chest as you walk out into the fields. These fields have recently gone into a conservancy and Consequently, have been allowed to go totally native. Thistles, yarrow, and gorse grow wild amongst the switchgrass. In places, the gorse is blooming yellow. These, with bushes of scarlet roseberries and trailing blackberry briars covered with red and yellow leaves, make fine patches of colour in the bright sunshine. The Narrow Trail. marked by small rocks balanced precariously into tallish towers at intervals alongside the path. Some have toppled over and collapsed into heaps. The grass path is soft and springy underfoot Following the markers for a while, you arrive at Elkwood. When you get into the forest, you're surprised to see it's almost like a garden. Without brambles or thorns, and there aren't any rotten stumps or fallen branches to trip over. Still, but you can hear birds singing in the distance and the soft wind through the leaves. Oceans of rain and centuries of sunlight were needed to create this forest. And long ago, the same sunlight glinted upon the antlers of the Irish Elk who roamed here. Here the ancient oak and chestnut trees seem taller than towers, some with trunks about 12 feet wide. About 280 different insects and other small creatures call an oak tree home, as well as hundreds of plants, lichens, algae, moss and fungi and ancient trees like the ones here in Elkwood support even more of a variety of insect and plant life. And over there A big tree trunk is surrounded by clouds of white butterflies. of invisible wings in the leaves somewhere overhead makes you look up. Sitting on a branch above is a snowy white barn owl looking down at you with round dark rimmed eyes and a dusky mottled face The two of you make eye contact before it flies low overhead to a branch further away. Intrigued, you follow the owl to see if you can get an even closer look at it. happens. Again the owl makes eye contact and then flies away, floating on huge wings to another branch. This happens several times before it dawns on you that the owl is leading you somewhere. And you're way off the path now. With no trail markers in sight. This furrowed into the soft, springy moss carpeting the forest floor. And it weaves through the trees, which cast long shadows onto the ground, indicating it's well into the afternoon. Your stomach crumbles and you think about returning but the owl beckons you on and on deeper into elk Finally, after a while, you arrive at a small clearing. And now you see the owl has landed on the roof of a house. from a combination of the most humble, simple, natural materials. Kind of reminding you of a bird's nest. The roof is covered with the same thick moss carpet that covers the forest floor which makes the house appear camouflaged. Outside the front door is a bench with a pair of heart-shaped seat backs. Next to it, an old broom. A note pinned on the door with a rusty nail says, welcome, I'll be back soon. And on another line in smaller writing. Please, help yourself. Intrigued, you turn the handle, open the door, ducking under the low entryway, and enter a small room with a low table and an old sofa. A semicircular stained glass window with a moon design casts blue and red light dimly onto the threadbare rugs covering the floor. Punches of dried flowers and herbs tangle from the ceiling. and a large pot of water on the stove, with herbs steeping inside. All the walls are lined with shelves, displaying different sizes of coloured bottles with neat ink cursive writing on their labels. One reads, take two drops for happiness. And another, five drops for sleep. Love potion. Take two drops for calm, take six drops for patience, and so on. There are many magical potions, here are more. Take two drops for stomachache. Rub onto insect bite. Take as needed for nausea. All the bottles appear to be healing potions for different conditions or ailments. outside. When you open the window it flies away high over the trees so it's impossible to follow anymore. The wind through the trees sounds like waves gushing and sighing. Suddenly it starts to rain and far away in the distance You hear a low rumble of thunder. So you're content to be here in Elkwood and wait out the weather. Maybe you'll meet the owner of the house. Turning back to the bottles, you remember the writing, help yourself, on the front door. There are so many choices. How do you pick just one? Finally, choose the bottle with the label that says Five Drops for Sleep. It tastes like fizzy honey mixed with chamomile and lavender. You walk over to the shabby sofa and lie down. Above it, the sash window panes are splattered with raindrops. Looking through them, you watch the trees swaying hypnotically in the breeze. Sleep. Your elusive companion The potion is working. You close your eyes. And as you lie here, you feel grounded, your heart quiets and your mind and your soul lift a gentle place and you breathe in deeply a precious renewing tranquility